Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about being productive or at least aspiring to be. My name is Rosemary Orchard and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Scotty Jackson. Hey, Scotty. Hi, Rose. I'm aspirational too. How are you? <laughs> Very aspirational. I mean, that's the thing, right? We're, we're, nobody's perfect at any of this stuff. And uh, this week's topic in particular, I'm, I'm definitely feeling more aspirational than accomplished, but you know, it's progress. It's all good. Timely as ever. I cannot wait to do this. Yes. Uh, before we get started, if you are new to the show, you can find us over at nestedfolderspodcast.com and subscribe us to our show, which you can find out more about at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. Do get a bonus episode every month. And the last episode was all about fiddling and actually kind of inspired me on today's topic a little bit more. So uh, what I really wanted to talk to you today, Scotty, is... Uh, decluttering for productivity's sake. So there's over the last year, year and a half, there has been a lot of stuff out there with um, Marie Kondo and decluttering. I've seen a lot of shows appear on Netflix about getting stuff out of your house um, and people with hoarder type situations and stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. th- I, I'm, I'm not that far, um, you know, gone with the with the hoarder situation. I have I I do have boxes which I've yet to finish unpacking, but that's because I moved this year. Um and um, you know, and I've just got stuff in places where it shouldn't be and I'm also feeling like I do have too much stuff. And so I have been decluttering with the purpose of, you know, trying to be productive so that when I go to get out a pair of socks only the socks that I actually like are there, so I'm not there just digging around trying to find the good pair of socks in the sock drawer when there's 28 pairs of not good socks right. and things like that. Um, and, you know, it's especially for me, it's quite timely. You know, we're heading towards the end of the year right now. Um, you know, I finally finished moving in. I finally finished redecorating and stuff. Furniture is pretty much where it's going to be. Um, and now I, I just want to, you know, reduce what's going in that furniture um, because when I actually pack to move, usually the advice is if you're going to declutter, that do it before you move. Mm. Uh, in this case, I had a week to move everything from Austria to the UK. Uh, and that was somebody coming in a van to pick up my stuff and then deliver it to me a couple of days later after having driven it here. Um, and so I did not have very long. So I didn't have time to make decisions, really. So anything that was obviously trash, I threw it away. Um, and in furniture that I didn't want to keep, I listed it on some local buy-sell pages and just got rid of it and things like that. That worked super well. But I did end up bringing back some things that I was just, I don't know, about and now I'm actually having to sit down and make those decisions, which is is bad in some ways because you know the whole idea with many of these things is you pick it up and you handle it once and you get rid of it. But in some cases, as we're going to talk about, it's okay to actually handle things more than once. Sure, uh, of of course it is, and I mean I think I think now is a good time of year to have this kind of conversation, a year end sort of thing. Um, you know, like, like we talked about. Uh, in, in previous episodes, I think it's I think it can be dangerous to make really big changes, you know, to how you think about things or really big decisions about things when you're in the midst or in the throes of of other stuff. So be careful of that. I know that, like for me, um, my desk, my work area, becomes the sort of default dumping ground for like I I want it out of my bedroom. I want it out of the way of the rest of my family. And so I'm going to put it there. And so I end up with just stacks of uh, paper, garbage, miscellaneous stuff. Um, and it's all very well-intentioned. Uh, I, I just am not in a good spot to make a decision about it. But 
now I put myself in this position where um, I have stuff in my field of vision and I, and I feel like my attention is important. And if something is going to be taking up any of that by virtue of its presence, if nothing else, it had damn well better be worth it. And so I'm yeah. trying really hard to um, honor my attention a little bit better. And so what I have found is uh, my strategy is to take a big box <laughs> And throw all the stuff in there. Uh, that way, it is out of my way. It is no longer distracting me. It is no longer consuming any of my attention. If I don't know where it is, I know where it is because I'm only using one big box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will, you know, put a task on my to-do list to go through that box at a time which is reasonable to go through that box. But as I, you know, am reminded every time I do this and forget every time before I do it, most of the stuff in that box, I'm actually probably not going to end up keeping or thinking much of anyway. Um, but it, it's weird how like an unknown or undefined bit of floatsome or jetsome automatically gets this like higher level of um, attachment or potential value because I, because I don't know what it is. So I give it more value than it's worth because I don't know. And if in doubt, I'm worried about like treating it unnecessarily badly does that make sense yeah it really does because that that is one of the things that we have when we're looking at things and you know i've i've got right now on my desk i have uh, an ipad pro adapter um and it's just a adapter that would plug into my ipad pro with a hdmi port and a usb and headphone and sd and and power passer um and you know, I'm not quite sure exactly where I should be storing this, but because it's on my desk, I keep seeing it and it takes up a whole bunch of extra mental overhead. Um, and every time I see it, I think, huh, what should I do with this? Huh, what should I do with this? <laughs> um, and it, it gets to the point where it's actually occupying a lot of my, my mental energy having this on my desk. Now, some people can completely just ignore things. And I will say, you know, once I'm in the zone and I'm focused, I have no problem ignoring things. I can probably ignore pretty much anything. I've certainly ignored, um, you know, uh, four alarm, uh, four ambulances outside of my office window before, all with their sirens blaring because um, they, they, you know, there was something going on down there, and I don't know what it was, but everybody was apparently, you know, super into it, and I just had no clue. Not because it wasn't important, but because I was super focused, and what I was doing was super important, and I knew that. It, you know, I was vaguely aware that there was something, but I also knew that it wasn't relevant slash important to me. And that's the thing, you know, what what is our stuff doing for us? Is it helping us focus? Is it allowing us to do what we want and need to do? Or is it actually maybe causing a problem and costing you time and energy that you should be investing elsewhere? And sometimes you do just need to make the decision about that. And if you haven't made a decision about that, then it starts taking up more and more cycles in your brain. It's true. And I I think, I try and think, and I wish I think, and I'd love it if I thought that I am also good at like ignoring a whole bunch of stuff that I I can have all these piles of things around me and it's no big deal. But when I actually do take the few minutes of like sweeping everything into a box and throwing the box in the garage, it's, it's like taking off shoes that were too tight. Like it's not uh, a life-changing moment, but boy, oh boy, do I ever feel the difference. So um, it, while I'm in the, th- in the moment of being surrounded by stuff 
and thinking like, oh, I'm a hero. This isn't bugging me. It, it actually is bugging me. And I have to remember that. And so I think dedicating some attention to you know, managing that is a, um, is a really good thing. Um, because it's just such immediate relief. Like as soon as, as soon as space is created for myself, as soon as stuff or things are, um, less in, in my face, I, I think very differently. Um, I, I feel like, uh, it, it's almost like a background hum that goes down yeah. for me. Yes. And, and that is the thing, isn't it? You know, all of these things that we have, you know, do we have the nice pretty keyboard, um, on on everything or do do we not have the nice pretty keyboard because we can't find the cable for it and i did spend an hour and a half looking for a cable today not one for my keyboard my keyboard can use pretty much any uh, cable but it's one of those things you know if you have you know the wrong stuff or too much stuff then it definitely you know has this knock-on impact onto things and that isn't to say that you know minimalism is the goal right because Having absolutely nothing is not going to let you get your job done. Having nothing or just having um, a very small laptop because that's all you need. If you spend eight hours a day hunched over a very small laptop in a not great chair at a not great table because they don't take up a lot of space and there's not a lot going on there. Um, you know, I'm just working on email. It's fine. I don't need a great machine. No, but you do mm. need good ergonomics. So there, there's, you know, having the right things and when you declutter, it gives you the chance to actually look and see what is the right stuff here versus what is the wrong stuff. Because, um, you know, if, if you have too much stuff, you can't see. And then also you end up making bad decisions like buying more cables because you can't find the cable. So it's obviously gone forever. And then eventually one day you find out that you have five of these cables and it turns mm -hmm. out, you know, that that was not necessarily a good use of it. Um, the other thing that I feel like when I have decluttered is it helps me, you know, keep stuff in its lane. So I try not to do work in the bedroom and I try not to work in the living room. I try to just relax and play games, you know, play on my Nintendo Switch, watch TV, things like that in the living room. Right. But if my space is cluttered, then I'll just go to another room. And the problem with that is then, you know, I'm, I'm merging the lanes together. But mm. I really want to keep them separate so that then, you know, if I'm in the office, then I know, okay, that means I'm either sitting down in the chair or standing at my standing desk and I'm doing the work, whatever the work is. Could be the day job, could be recording, whatever. And if I'm in the living room, I'm relaxing and that's great. If I'm in the bedroom, I'm sleeping. Right. But when, when my spaces are cluttered, I tend to, you know, run for safety. I find the nearest island. <laughs> any port in a storm type thing and that right. means that i end up merging all those together and that's how you end up doing things like well i guess i'll just work in bed today because my desk is super messy so i'm gonna have to tidy that before i can work and if i have to tidy that then i'm gonna have to tidy the living room as well because there's just stuff everywhere and some of the stuff that's in the office has to go into the living room so i may as well just do it if i do that i'm not gonna do any work so i'm just gonna work from bed um, and that, you know, that that's a very slippery slope into the I'm now I now feel like I'm always working and I can't sleep and things like that because it all links together. Right. That's that's an interesting Achilles heel to have. I know my my weakness is is in spares. Nice. So I, like for some reason, whenever I pick up like a cable because you mentioned cables. So now I'm, I'm going to glom onto that. Like whenever I pick up a cable, somehow my mind looks at it. Like this is the connector for my Kodak megapixel camera from 1998. And I know that if I lose this cable, 
it's going to cost me like a hundred dollars and I'm going to have to send a letter to someone like overseas because there isn't an internet and there isn't an Amazon. I mean, there's an internet, but it's not like internet today. And it's not like there's an Amazon that can have this on my doorstep tomorrow. And it's not like this is a standard cable that I could sub in some kind of other cable. Um, this is some sort of weird proprietary thing. And it's probably going to cost me a fortune. And like, I don't know why I have that sort of like default view of like technology from 25 years ago. Um, every time I pick up a, like a, a piece, um, but I do, and I have to move past that. I have to remember like, okay, if I threw away all of these, this box of cables, a, what is the likelihood that that's ever going to be a problem? B, if it was actually a problem, couldn't I probably replace this with like a $5 cable from the corner store mm. <laughs> tomorrow or have Amazon prime bring me one for 10 bucks. Like the, the size of the risk yeah. of getting rid of too much today is much lower than the size of the risk of doing that in the past. And yes. that's something that is very easy for me to forget. And I, I want to be more conscious of that because I had what uh, a friend of mine used to refer to as like the box of shame, where in the, in the, in the closet in the back, you've got this gigantic cardboard box and it's full of like, I mean, the box of shame in, in olden times was like truly shameful where you have like a spare Sound Blaster 16 PCI card and you've got like um, a weird like USB webcam in case the one you have right now breaks and, and like SCSI cables, all these weird things that would be super difficult to replace on the fly. Now, today, my my box of shame is is much, much smaller, but it's probably still a lot bigger than it ought to or need to be. Because really, if I have like a spare USB, a a spare USB micro, a spare USB C, I'm in a lightning cable, I'm probably okay. Yes. Um, but the other flip side of decluttering and so on means that we are less likely to break stuff and lose stuff just because there's less other stuff that it can conflict with. If you have mm. an entire box that is stuffed full of cables and they're not organized and they're just all rammed in there, then it is very likely that you're going to break something when you're trying to get, you know, that one out because, oh, I can see the end of it and I'll just pull and, oh, the connector came off and now I do need to buy a new one. Um, and what exactly is the name of this cable again? I don't know. And so you spend an hour and a half Googling um, or whatever. Uh, and and it, it, it ends up being, you know... Um, more annoying to have more stuff in many ways obviously you know if there's a unique cable keep it um but i i've been trying to go through how many mini uh, micro usb cables does a person need to own the answer is we probably have way too many because i got one with this battery pack and this device charges with micro usb so it shipped well actually there were four in the box and they shipped me four micro usb cables but i only use one cable to actually charge everything etc 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 and then you have all these spare cables running around which you don't really need but they're there and they exist so you do have to go through and pare it down because how many micro usb cables do i actually need well, let's be honest probably two that's yeah. it yeah maybe three I actually have one permanently plugged in in my kitchen because uh, I have lots of uh, detachable, uh, they magnetize on um, undercovered lights um, 
and some other stuff um and you know batteries for my smart blinds and stuff like that and they all charge with micro usb so i have one just permanently plugged in, in the kitchen which is a charging station but that's something that i can do because i've made space in my kitchen by getting rid of some other stuff and keeping the counters clear so there's just permanently this charging spot where i can say oh hey you know the 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 light from the wardrobe needs charging uh it didn't light up when i opened the wardrobe doors well i'll just grab it and go to stick it in the kitchen and charge it and then i go in there to grab a glass of water and i put it back because it's charged now um and right. so it's a, a, a good chunk of the decluttering and removing excess from your life mindset is also to do to do with building good habits and workflows so that for example when you finished you know writing a note to yourself on a post-it you stick the post-it wherever it needs to go, and then you put the pen and the post-it back. And that's much easier to do if you've been able to say, okay, this space here is where the post-its go, and this space here is where the pens mm-hmm. go. And I mm-hmm. have a space for the pens. I have a space for the post-its, which means I can always find them there. And it means that I won't end up with a humongous collection of post-its because I didn't, I couldn't find them, so I bought more. And then I couldn't find those, so I bought more. And then I couldn't find those, so I bought more. It turns out I have lots and lots of post-its. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if if you have, if you're able to, you know, get rid of stuff and pare things down, then you'll find that actually it's easier to find a specific place to store stuff because it doesn't take up as much room. That's very true. And I, 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 Picking up on a couple of the things that you mentioned, like your your your, your magnetized organization and and, and thinking about um, uh, bespoke and you know designed places for where things go, I think there's also a lot of value in thinking about uh, things that must be in certain places. How are they managed? So I will say, for example, that. Um, and I'll put a little link in show notes to Blue Lounge because I use a bunch of their things. But cable management oh, yeah. is such a wonderful gift. And there is a big difference to me between um, a bunch of cords that hang down the back of my desk that are necessary. These are all necessary cords um, that I see all the time and them being like maybe Velcro taped together, lightly and lovingly attached to the bottom of my desk so I no longer see them eliminating that i mean and maybe i'm just being like much too fussy about things that i see i don't know but i see a lot of difference in my space when i have uh cords that are managed tucked away and together as opposed to where gravity dictates they land (laughs) so um taking the time to organize and arrange uh, that which must be where it is is a is a good thing to do. Yes, it is, and I would agree. Cable management is an excellent gift. It's a great gift to yourself as well, and that's mm-hmm. that's something that uh, I I too often end up you know going oh it's not that important I'll just shove the cable in here for now and I'll come back and tidy it up later. When does later right. actually happen with this stuff? Because there's always more fun things to do than going through and reorganizing <laughs> your cables. Unless you're procrastinating on so many things that that's what you end up doing. At least that's what happens to me. Um, and, you know, yes. I've, I've done that before. It's fine. But it's also, you know, it, it it's better to, you know, know that you have 
um, you know, your cables managed properly and things like that. Because then when you do inevitably want to switch out something, well, it's easy to find the cable because, you know, that you, you know your keyboard's got a bright red cable and it goes from here to there. And you can see which, you know, what bundle it's in because the bundles are neatly wrapped um, and, uh, you know, they don't fall apart and it helps keep things tidy and it means your foot doesn't catch in them and accidentally unplug all of the things while you're in the middle of doing something important. Vital. And, and all the other things. So there's a lot of benefits to, you know, going through and tidying things up. Now, I am not somebody who thinks that um, a, a tidy desk means tidy mind or an organized mind or an empty desk means an empty mind or anything like that, because there's so many different ways you can look at this stuff. But I find that having a workspace that you are very comfortable in, where you can easily grab the stuff that you need to do the job that needs doing and then you know when you're done you know what you need to do and it takes seconds to reset things so that you can get onto the next task without interference that to me is what's important so even if you can live with a certain level of chaos uh, which I know I definitely can and I do um, and I'm fine with that you know, knowing what your comfort threshold is with this so that then you can go through and say okay this is, this is getting to the point where I'm going to need to do something. So I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to have a look. I'm going to maybe pull everything out of the room um, mm -hmm. and deal with things. Or I'm going to do the box. So I've got uh, – I keep bo a box of boxes. I actually currently have three boxes of boxes. And these are the original empty boxes for things like my Mac Mini um, and my HomePod and my HomePod Mini and things like that. So if I want to resell these devices, I have the original boxes. I only keep it for high-value items usually. But at the moment, I've got a whole bunch of boxes in a box of boxes because I haven't been able to make a decision as to whether or not I'm necessarily keeping some of these. And the other thing is, is sometimes there's stuff in the boxes. So I said to myself today, you know what? I have an empty box. I'm just going to put all of these boxes in the box. And then at some time over Christmas, I'm going to pull out all of these empty boxes of boxes and go through right. and, and, and sort it out. Because there is something to be said for, I am just going to do a quick job on organizing this right now so I can get on with my life. And then I know that this is something that's going to go into my task management system for follow-up later of, you need to go through and process all the empty boxes of boxes and do a big recycling project. Mm -hmm. and, that, yes. that's, and, and that's totally okay to do. You just have to figure out what you want to do and what you need to do. Uh, that's, that's really good. I think I think my my last one that that I would share that I've seen a lot of value from uh, for myself has been uh, uh, books books and or printed material. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the cool thing about living in the future, uh, which we do, is that uh, I can pull out my um, pocket computer phone and quickly scan um, you know documents into uh, something uh, that is digital, and then I can get rid of the document. Um, so I, I think going through an exercise of thinking, you know, of this material that I have, what is the material that I really wish to have in physical form? And what is the material where really I just care about the content and that could be digital, thereby occupying less space? And I mean, yes, now I'm maybe peeling back the tape a little bit on a problem with digital clutter. That that's another episode, but um, at least giving myself a clean line of sight to, okay, I've got a lot of books here. Which are the ones that I really want book books of and which are the ones that I can uh, either sell or donate or part with? And if I really super duper care about having them 
I, I will undertake the expense of uh, either rebuying them uh, for a digital or or look in my uh, library's e-library and see if they are carried in that catalog so that I know, hey, maybe I, I might have to wait for it, but it's available to me in that regard. And I don't need to have the book book. And doing that has had this wonderful domino effect where I used to have like just bookcases and bookcases of books. And uh, I think, and probably having three children has necessitated a lot of this, but, you know, clearing most of that out and keeping only the very most special books that I wish to have book books of has created space where other things can go. And uh, the things that have now gone in that space have created their space uh, where they were. And so it's this really interesting domino effect of watching, you know, things in my home migrate and collect in more appropriate places. So to your point, Rose, I have less, you know, um, things that are uh, outside of their lanes and more things gathered because I'm creating opportunity spaces for that to happen. And uh, books was a really big play for me in order to create that space. Yes. And I would I would also say that, you know, looking at things like this, it can also be a nice review of, you know, what different areas do I have and how do I actually want to use these? And what tools do I have and how do I want to use that? And what systems and habits do I have? And am I happy with that? Because, you know, if you get to the point where you're feeling like, oh, I've got too much stuff hanging around, then it's probably a symptom of other underlying problems as well. You know, it might be that, you know, you've just not got a huge amount of free time. So therefore you are, you know, very much completely zoning out and not doing anything in that time. You're just sitting on the sofa rapidly consuming Brooklyn Nine-Nine because how did you not Mm. see this before? Yes, yes, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it it also can, you know, just mean that maybe you, you need to maybe have a look at some of those systems and habits that you've got. And maybe the charging station that you had set up by the side of the sofa is not actually a great place for that because you don't really like putting things to charge there because then they kind of end up buried under a pile of cushions. So you end up moving your charging cable to the kitchen, which doesn't seem logical, but it works much better. Um, And so it can be, you know, part of this is figuring out the processes and what you actually want out of your life so that your life is easy, so that you don't need to worry about, you know, all of the the minutia so you can just do you know the big rocks and the stuff that's really important that's a, a really good point and i think that that probably applies that kind of thinking applies to so many different problems or opportunities we look to solve in our lives is to is to think you know is what i think a, a problem a problem or is what i think the problem is actually a symptom yeah and uh, am i am i working my uh, am I putting my effort in the way in which it'll be most effective? Because y- you're right. In a, I know for me, the clutter isn't the problem. The clutter is a symptom of m- the problem, which for me is I'm not taking enough moments when situations arise to make good decisions about things. Um, I and so I need to find ways of making that easier for myself to do. Whether it's minimizing the number of possible answers to the question of where does this go, mm-hmm. or it's making stricter rules about things that I keep or not, or whether it's making sure that you know the the things available to me are I'm making decisions about them in the appropriate spot. Even um, so, like I said, I, I mean my 
office becomes this dumping ground for things. Well, now I'm evaluating things that could be filed, but our filer is actually upstairs, two floors away from my office. So now I'm evaluating what should and should not be filed while I am two floors away from the filer. That's a bad system. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that I need to treat the problem better. And the problem is not the clutter. The problem is what I am and I'm not doing about preventing it in the first place. Yes. And, and that is the thing, you know, enabling yourself to make good decisions about the things that are important um, and modifying either, you know, the systems or whatever it is so that it fits into your life and into the space that you have available to you. Because if the only space you have for that filing is two floors above you, then maybe actually the, the right answer is very few things are physical files and everything becomes digital files because that can be done from anywhere. Um, this and, is true. And it, it's all about, you know, evaluating the things that you've got so that you can set things up so that your workflows and so on just flow rather than it feels like you're you're stuck in syrup. I thought we were going to talk about life, the universe, and everything today. I mean. Next time. The universe is a lie. Or 42. It's undecided. <laughs> time is an illusion. Lunchtime, doubly so. So that's all we've got time for. You can find the podcast over at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And if you would like to subscribe, then that's available at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested for a bonus episode every single month. Scotty, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I may be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter. Uh, how about you, Rosemary? Where do people find you? I can be found at rosemaryorchard.com and again, rosemaryorchard on Twitter. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode for you. Take care, Rose. Goodbye, everyone.